on cornerofthegalaxy.com. It's time for another episode of Corner of the Galaxy from the Box, the show that gets you behind the scenes of the LA Galaxy and into the minds of soccer reporters and MLS experts. Your hosts for the day are Corner of the Galaxy's Josh Gessman and LA Times soccer reporter Kevin Baxter. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Monday, August 21st. LA Galaxy, we're supposed to have a game yesterday. We were supposed to talk about that, but then a hurricane came through. Dash those hopes. I, I don't know. I'm just getting this feeling like it's the start of the season all over again. The Galaxy are ready to play a game, then they don't because it rains. That doesn't bode well for them as they get ready to host Chicago on Saturday, and they've looked at the weather. That game looks like it might actually get played. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, a little bit about the storm, uh, some things that we maybe missed on Friday from the press conference, and anything else we can sort of find and put to you right here as we get you ready for another week of LA Galaxy Soccer, where they might actually play a game this time. Helping me to do that, we're glad to have him back. It's Kevin the Panda Baxter. Kev, how you doing, buddy? Hey, the Galaxy now, their, unstreak, their unbeaten streak is at 22 days. 22 days. Hasn't, haven't lost a game, huh? July 30th was the was the last game that they played? Yeah, they got to be one of the hottest teams in the league. I mean, undefeated since that uh, loss to uh, Vancouver uh, in the League's Cup. So, yeah, I mean... I, weird can we can we just talk it's a weird it's a weird week it's a weird weekend it was weird everything this season is weird i'm i'm kind of almost done with it i i kind of just want to throw this all away and be doesn't this feel like the beginning of the season all over again kevin it feels weirder than that we had a hurricane interrupted by an earthquake yesterday yeah <laughs> we, we had a hurricane and we did the what were they calling the the hurricane the hurricane yeah that's right yes um, you know, the the weather, I, I didn't get a lot of wind where I am in, in Valencia, got a lot of rain, rained all day. In fact, it reminded me, we were talking about this earlier, it reminded me a lot of the February rain out when they didn't play at the Rose Bowl because the the rain had, well, the real reason was, it wasn't the, the stated reason, but the real reason was there was so much rain, the golf course, which a lot of people park at the Rose Bowl, was was saturated and it would have destroyed the golf course. And they thought it was dangerous to bring all those people into the Arroyo Seco, uh, you know, under those conditions. It was probably the right call. But, you know, my point is they probably they were supposed to play the next day. And they and the next day was actually pretty nice. They probably could have played that game. This one, I, I'm not going to second guess the authorities at all in this one. You can say, oh, yeah, well, it, there wasn't any you know, hurricane. It was just a lot of rain. Well, first of all, do you think the players really wanted to play the game in those conditions? Would it have been a good game? No. And would you have wanted to sit in the stands in those conditions? No. And then thirdly, do you want to be on the road driving to the game? That was the big in one. In those conditions? That was the yeah, big in one those for me. Yeah. And then finally, you know, the authorities have to make a call on this, you know, 24, 36 hours out. And they're told it's a hurricane. They're told it's deadly, that there's going to be flooding, 
Um, you know, no one wants to make that call and be wrong about it. No one wants to say, well, I underestimated how bad it was going to be. It was the right call all the way around. You had public safety and everything else. It's a soccer game. They're going to play it. They're just going to play it at the end of the season now. Yeah, there's nothing good about that, by the way. I, I will say this as well, is that uh, it, once they su- shut down DoorDash, you know it's the real deal, all right? Because I, I was like, I was like, I wonder if I, like, are there people out there? So on Sunday afternoon, I was like, let me see if anybody's DoorDashing, like if anybody would actually go pick up stuff. Because I'm like, it's kind of raining, but it's not not horrible. You know, we had the same thing. I think the closer to the coast you were, the better off you were. The further inland, you saw it in Palm Springs. You see it up in the mountains, you know, through some of the some of the valleys in the inland empires. That's where they got a lot of rain. That's where they got the damage and, and the mountains. You know, there were seven, eight inches of rain up in the mountains and stuff like that. So my backyard, by the way, got two and one quarter inches, if you wanted to know, because I have a little rain gauge back there. So I keep track of that. Yeah, that we, that's still we, a lot of we, rain, by the way. Yeah, we got about six inches out here. It's still a lot of rain. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the, Gal- the Galaxy now are six points out from being eliminated from the Supporter Shield race. Yeah. Uh, Even if they win their last uh, 12, 12 games, games, they run the table. They need help. If, uh, yeah, Cincinnati, <laughs> if Cincinnati gets six points, then, then it's all over for oh, the Galaxy. Oh, man, so close. So close. Almost there. Um, no, it, it, listen... I- it's bad news for the galaxy. I'm telling you, we, you said you were going to try to convince me before we started. Yeah, that there could be some good news out of this. It's whatever. Listen, whatever Kevin says, trying to convince you that this is good. <laughs> it's all BS. Okay. Because this is not good for the LA galaxy. I know I, I've seen people argue. Well, that means Billy Sharp might get his visa and he could be available for the last 12 games. It's like, yeah, okay. Uh, so the guy who might start, might play, might get put figure into some of these, might get an extra game with the LA galaxy. The bottom line is anything you're doing to congest the last section of this season is not good. Playing in the international break is not good. And I know we were arguing about what that could possibly mean. It's just not good. This is the start of the season all over. The Galaxy were ready to restart their season. They're ready to play a big opponent. They're hyped up for it. RSL was one of the hottest teams, if not the hottest team, before the season paused and everything stopped, right? They were going to go play them. And now it's sort of like, oh, okay, now we have to adjust to Chicago. And Chicago isn't as big a draw for them, even though these are all basically must-win games, and I hate saying that without them actually being, but must-win games. It's too much change. It's not enough playing games. It's another week off. It's as, as far as I'm concerned, blow it all up. I'm done. Just, just I'm done for the rest of the season. There's, there's nothing good well, that came out of that. Well, first of all, here's where we are. You and I have been talking all along. To get into the top nine, which you have to do to get into the playoffs, the average over the last, I think, three or four full MLS seasons, not counting 2020, you have to have 42 points. The Galaxy will need to average one point seven points per game in their last 12 games to get the 42 points so far they're averaging a point a game right so they got a little bit of work to do well um, what did we say of, though what did we say about 1.7 points if you win games that's more than 1.7 points per game right and if you draw or lose games it's less than okay. one. yes there you go it's so they gotta win ga- they have to win games did you see we were eric and i were talking about girl maths have you seen girl maths on on like any of the social media? It's in I think it's in Australia where they uh, where they go and they try to they have uh, women call into this radio show and then they try to basically justify their purchases. Right. And so the one that went viral was the Taylor Swift tickets. Right. Like she's like, oh, I spent all this. How much did you spend for the whole trip? She's like forty two hundred dollars. Right. And they're like, oh, well, like that's basically free whenever you think about it. And they went through all these things. We have to do galaxy math. Right. So three points is way more than one point seven points. So it's easy. All they have to do is win games, Kevin. It's just it's very easy to justify. Just win games. Yeah, Galaxy. If now. they if just just win, baby. So because of the rain out, the Galaxy will now play their last 
four games over 17 days and the last five games over 22 days. And so when you look at the schedule, there are seven teams within 10 points of the Galaxy, or 10 points ahead of the Galaxy. Galaxy are within uh, 10 points of seven teams. They will play um, six of their final 12 games against those seven teams. They play Houston, they play Minnesota twice, Austin, uh, and Dallas, and Portland. Portland just fired their coach, which we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. So here's my thinking. Um, I don't think the break is good at all. I right. think it's too long. Three, right. It's going to be a, a month, 28 days before they play again. Um, so between games, that's just too much in the middle of the season. I know they, you know, going into the first game of the season, you've had a long break. This is different. These guys have been playing. They got into rhythm, and now they got out of the rhythm. They did bring in a lot of new players during that break. Uh, so that helped acclimate those guys a little bit. Now, I guess my argument would be if if that break helps those guys get acclimated and they hit the ground running and they're ready to go and they have some chemistry. And I'm thinking back to last summer with Ricky Pooge and Bergman and Caceres coming off of their long break. They hadn't played games coming into with the Galaxy and the Galaxy uh, won nine of the last or one, did not lose. How can I say this? Lost once in their last 10 games. If the Galaxy can repeat that, as we've talked about, just win, baby. If they can repeat that, they can get to 42 points and get to the playoffs. Um, so you do have the advantage of having Billy Sharp and some of those other guys for those final four games. But it's going to come really fast, and there's not going to be much of a break there. And you know, if the Galaxy get hot, it works to their advantage, obviously, it, just like any other part of the season. If the Galaxy are hot, let's keep keep the games coming. If the Galaxy are struggling a little bit, there's no time to practice. There's no training sessions in between those games to work on things. That's, I think, where, uh, you know, what's really going to hurt them. They did it last year. They closed really quickly last year, and they wanted to keep playing. They didn't want any breaks. If they can repeat that, I mean, we saw it last year. It can happen. Maybe it's gotten a little more difficult with this with this uh, rain out where they have to, you know, wait another week to play. Well, here's my here's my argument against all that is yes, they've had these guys in there, and yes, they've been able to do some of these things, and they've they've they quote. Chemistry is not you didn't you didn't really create much chemistry. You got know how in terms of they know each other. You didn't create chemistry because they haven't played in any games together. Right. There's there's a point that where practice doesn't practice. You want to talk about practice. There's a point when practice does not matter. Right. I'm with Alan Iverson on this one. You can only practice so much. We're talking about games now, though. This is games. And these guys have not played a game with each other. They have not passed to each other in game tempo. They have not defended in game tempo. They have not moved around in a group in game tempo. And Greg Vanny can say they played a great 11 v 11 against each other. All right. That does not matter because it is not game tempo. All right. And so this month has been possibly the worst thing that has ever happened to the LA Galaxy in 2023. And that includes three season-ending injuries for them this year. That includes getting their first game rained out and then struggling to start the season because of it. All those things. This break, the fact that they did not advance in League's Cup is the worst thing that happened to the Galaxy this year because they are starting... They're not starting in, like, park, Kevin. This isn't a nice groom parking lot. They are in the mud. Their wheels are buried, and they're going to have to start from a dead stop to try to climb their way up out of this crater that they've created for themselves. I love to be optimistic, all right? But nothing about what happened in this break was good. Nothing. You, you know what You know what Greg Van is going to say? What? what? say... Let the poop they go. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's I I get it. he has to remain optimistic. He has to say this was good. Listen, of course, that's what you're going to say. We would do this, too. You just did it. You just spun a horrible situation and said, this is why it might be good. Right. And Greg Vanny is doing the same thing. This is why it might be. Listen, 
we don't have three players, but you know what? This is about guys stepping up now. Maybe this is good, not just for this season, but for next year. No, 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 no. Get all three of those players back from season-ending injury, and you have a pretty good team right now. Um, but, you know, as we said, they have 12 games left, six of them against teams they're chasing. That's good. Others within conference, LAFC, St. Louis, Seattle, those guys are uh, – San, uh, San Jose, those guys are gone. They're not going to catch them. But the teams are chasing. They have six games. Those are six-point swing games that we've talked about. Chance to pick up three and cost your the team you're chasing three. The Galaxy also have at least one game in hand against every team they're chasing. That's uh, that's another factor that works in their favor. And then you know today we found out that Portland fired Savarisi, their right. coach. Portland is is now is four points ahead, or two points ahead of the Galaxy. So the team immediately in front of them. Um, as we were talking about earlier, you were saying, well, what does that mean? Well, you know, my experience has been when a team fires a coach. Either it folds and just gives up and says, look, management's gave up on us. We're done. And they go nowhere or they take off. And the examples of teams taking off, you know, Angel City, they fired their coach, Freya Coombe, two months ago. They haven't lost a game since then. Think back when the revolution were horrible, terrible, going nowhere, fired uh, their coach, Brad Friedel, put Bruce Arena in charge. And and they almost won the supporters show, went to the playoffs. So teams, you know, Portland is either going to take off are they going? Are the Galaxy going to pass them, and 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 they're going to be in the rearview mirror for the rest of the way? I just don't think Portland stays the same as they are. And Portland was a team that I thought the Galaxy had a chance of catching. It was supposed to be much better than it's played, and I thought the Galaxy would catch them. This might actually work in in the Timbers' favor by igniting some of those players. Could could very well could go the other way, as you said. Flip a coin. Don't know. Um, it's the same thing with this break. Do we know? No. It matters whether or not the players come out and actually want to play. Um, and, and finish this out, which, by the way, I think that the fact that there are five new players with Alfaro in there uh, with Billy Sharp uh, and I, we're going to hear a little bit from Billy Sharp and, and Greg Banny here in a second. Um, but the fact that they have these new players in there, there is a motivation that these guys have brought, I think, new life and new blood to everything. And Diego Fagundes is going to be, I, I think, a great addition to this team, not just this year, but next year. Uh, you know, Maya Yoshida is another guy who who could very well spur this this LA Galaxy defense and doing something that maybe it hasn't done. So um, just some some interesting times just trying to to figure out which way this goes. But I, I mean, you know, I think it matters how the LA Galaxy finish out this season. I'm not saying that, you know, I, I think it's an extremely steep hill to climb. You you said it. 1.7 points per game is a tremendous amount um, of of games. You know, we were sort of saying, when do we know the Galaxy are eliminated? And we were trying to figure out, like, if 6-3-3 three, and three probably gets them real close to getting in, right? You know, like somewhere in that border, right? 6-3-3, three, and three, so you can only lose three games. Well, like, do you have to lose six games? If you lose six games, does that mean that you're done? You know, like there's things in there that are going to start coming down. The mathematics are going to start figuring themselves out and the Galaxy are going to find that, you know, they've been trying to roll this really big boulder up a hill and pretty soon it's going to start rolling back down the hill um, if they can't uh, continue to keep it moving forward. So, well, how long is this break, right? 28 days. In a normal, we can't look at last season because of the way the World Cup was positioned. It really wasn't a normal off season. But most off seasons uh, for teams that, eat, you know, especially teams that are in the Concacaf Champions League, it's about eight weeks, maybe ten for teams that aren't in Champions League. The, the time from their last game, if they go deep in the playoffs, to when they start training camp. So think about eight weeks, maybe. So the Galaxy are halfway into that. This is like half of their preseason, and they're coming back now. Uh, you know, I'm curious. I'm going to be curious to see whether guys that are starters that have been playing 90 minutes, whether they're 90 minutes fit when they come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're, it's going to be a great question, right? There's been a lot of stuff that there's been a lot of time off. 
to my knowledge, I don't think the LA Galaxy played a friendly. Um, I know that they scrimmaged themselves, but I didn't hear that. I heard they were trying to play a friendly. I just don't never heard that they actually did. doesn't mean anything. I've been very gracefully not paying any attention to the Galaxy for, you know, outside of little things here and there, but been ignoring them. It was nice to have the break, good mental health break, I think, for everybody. Everybody needed that little reset, right, to do that. So you want to do this every year? Yeah, I think so. Just take a month <laughs> off in the middle and, you know, I'll, 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 you know what I did on Sunday whenever it was raining? I took a nap. I can't tell you the last time I got to take a nap on a, on a weekend. Just like two hour nap, fell asleep, slept right through that, that earthquake, never felt it. What about the trains? Uh, the trains don't run in the rain either. And I was very okay. upset about that. I told my wife that uh, because this Sunday was probably the first time in maybe four or five months, Kevin, that I haven't had like anything to do on the weekend. Like I was I was sort of doing it. We, we had a public run day for the trains on Saturday. We had almost 1800 people ride. So it was very busy. I got home and then Sunday, Sunday morning I woke up and I was like, what are you supposed to do with days like this? And so I just tried to watch some movies, which is impossible with a three and a half year old who only lets you watch the first 30 minutes of any movie before he says, this is boring. I'm tired. I tr- change it. Right. Which, by the way, have you seen Buzz Lightyear? The movie Buzz Lightyear? No. Okay. No. So I have been attempting to watch Buzz Lightyear now for like seven months. I don't know. I've, I've watched the first 30 minutes of that movie multiple times. And I thought this was my time, Kevin. We get 35 minutes into it. Jake looks at me and he goes, it takes too long. And I'm like, well, you're going up to bed for a nap soon. I'm going to watch it without you. And he's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll wait for you to come back. So he goes up, takes a nap. I go take a nap. I slept longer than he did. I came down. I'm like, come on, let's watch the rest of Buzz Lightyear. He's like, I already watched it. So once again, now try number eight, still no Buzz Lightyear. I don't know if that's a good movie or not yet. I can't, I can't tell you, but I'll, you know, this is basically me saying don't have kids. All right, kids, they they ruin movies. Uh, they don't go to sleep when they're supposed to. They scream and yell uh, at all hours of the of the night, the day, anything. I'm just I'm saying, you know, he's great. I love him. But I, I want to see Buzz Lightyear eventually. One of these days. You're the dad. You can do whatever you want. That's is that what they say? Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I told my wife if I ever have another Sunday like that. Um, that I'll I'll go crazy and shoot myself because there's absolutely zero chance I can ever sit still for that amount of hours. I gained like seven pounds because all there was to do was eat, and we bought extra food because you know we're we were. I would be horrible in a survival situation. I'd eat all the food yeah. right up front. Well, I I've been taking a nap every day since I got back from New Zealand, just because I still have not adjusted to the time change. Yeah, it's a, it's we'll, we'll we'll get there eventually. Don't worry. But anyway, so having said all that. Um, no, just, just trying to like, you trying to see this break and trying to get into like back into soccer and doing all this. Listen, Messi and leagues cup, <laughs> that was huge. Right. And watching that game. I mean, there was some exciting stuff to watch during the break. It's not like you could completely divorce yourself from soccer. Um, but by the way, anytime you go to watch anything on Apple TV now, there's a messy commercial like at the beginning of it, which I think is unbelievable. Just crazy, crazy. You, you know what I was thinking that they have an initial on their on the their their sponsor, its initials is X something OTC or whatever. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's a it's a I think a data storage company for Latin America based in Miami. And I know when I lived in Miami, there that was a big deal. There were a lot of data storage cloud type mm-hmm. companies and stuff there um, for Latin America. Um, I don't know what those guys paid for that shirt sponsorship, but they certainly bought it before Messi came along. Now people all over the world are buying that shirt in record numbers. Talk about a guy that got in on the ground floor. Whoever that that 
owns that business did a really good job. Well, uh, Jake saw me wearing my shirt. I had my flamingo shirt for Ford Madison on. And uh, he was like, he was like, I want a flamingo shirt. And I'm like, oh, I go, I go, you know, we could get you an inner Miami shirt because I go, I can get you a little messy shirt. Are you kidding me? I might, I might get him a little messy shirt with the flamingos on it. I don't know. I, I don't care if anybody, if everybody's like traitor. No, that's just, that's just cool. He needs a flamingo shirt. I might get him that one. Although I do think they messed up the pink on that. The the pink is still not right. They, this, yeah, this pink, this pink is a better pink than, than the pink that they have. They, they needed to do better. So d- does Inter Miami carry this momentum into the se- into the regular season? Do they get to the playoffs? I don't know. It's a, it's an incredibly steep climb for them too. <laughs> There's not a lot of room for them to make mistakes. Um, you know, I think they're obviously they're dangerous. They can do it. They have a lot of momentum. Winning Leagues Cup was great for them. It was exactly what everybody wanted to see in terms of like the league and how that went about, but I don't know if they can get it done in MLS. And I know that's crazy watching what they just did to MLS teams and everything else, but it's going to be a slog for them. A real, By the way, the two teams who have played the least amount of games, LA Galaxy and Air Miami, they're both they're By both the way, in, in, and Inter Barcelona is going to lose Messi to uh, the international break. They Argentina has at least two mm-hmm. World Cup qualifiers during that break, and they are not going to say, yeah, you guys hold on to Messi for a wait while. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There are, they're Herons? on Inter Miami's logo, they're not flamingos. How did they screw that up? Some wait a minute. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Seriously, they're herons. He's right. They are herons. I'm speechless. How did they not go with the flamingo, Kevin? Is the flamingo not the official bird of Florida or the unofficial well, you bird know, the, of Florida? The Hialeah racetrack, which is in Miami Dade County, um, you know, they're famous for the well when it was open. They were famous for the flamingos in the infield. How? Okay, I'm done. Um, let's hear a little bit from Greg Vanny because um, he was asked a whole bunch of questions, including about Billy Sharp and and why. But by the way, you yeah. should you should you should credit who did that fact check. You obviously got that over the interweb. I did. Um, uh, let's see. Richard Richard said they they are herons on the Inner Miami logo. I just I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not only did they get the pink wrong, they got the bird wrong. I just would like well, to say And R- Richard clearly is an avian expert. I pay, uh, clearly. I mean, I think everybody knew that it was a heron and not a flamingo. Just just not me. Maybe I didn't stop to care. One, because it's Miami and I don't care. But two, heron, I don't know. I don't, I don't care if you tell me that there's like some magical story about herons lifting the city of Miami out of the ocean in order to create it from God's will. I don't care if that's the, it's still the wrong bird. I just like to point that out. Um, let's get to, uh, to Greg Vanny. This was on Friday and normally we don't get to listen to Friday cause there's a game and then it's not relevant, but Hey, now we can, by the way, they think, still think they're playing. This is Friday. They still think they're playing on Sunday. Just in case you hear anything like that. <laughs> Silly guys. We, you and I knew pretty quickly that they weren't going to be playing yeah. that game. As Vanny was talking, I was talking to MLS and they were saying, no, 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 we're not going to play. No, 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 that's not happening. All right. Here's uh, here's Greg Vanny talking about um, Billy Sharp a little bit. So we'll go through that and then uh, we'll come back. So here we go. Obviously, uh, an experienced striker who's scored a ton of goals, uh, who brings to our group, again, a level of. And, and the other thing, you know, that I heard about and read about him as we were going through this process is just the type of leadership that he brings uh, to a locker room and to a team and so for us 
it was a guy who we felt could be as plug and play as you possibly can get from outside of the league because of his experiences, because of uh, the nature and the challenges of the different levels that he has played at, um, and also because of the humility that he, he brings to a team and to a locker room. We assumed he could integrate quickly because of the nature of the person that people were telling us about as well. And so uh, when you have a short window and you want to try to make a quick impact, there's a certain part of that that's about personality, a certain part that experience really helps you out because young players usually take longer to adapt. So a guy with veteran experience who could also mentor and be a, be a help for Dayon, for Preston, for the guys that are young forwards that we have, he could be a guy that can help them uh, maybe think a little bit differently about the game or nuances inside of the game, which uh, I know he already has had a little bit of those conversations with those guys. So, you know, all those reasons... I think can help make the team better when you're on a you know a third of a season left and you're on a big push uh, you want people who can integrate as quickly as possible and bring the larger group together and score goals is the, is the hope there. Is he a week away you think? I hope it's all visa process really in the grand scheme of things you know today or this week he's been built fully into training so again getting up to 90 minutes if you will is probably going to take at least another week but we're really kind of beholden to the visa process, and as soon as that get done gets done, then he'll get integrated into the group and uh, get him going. All right, so there, there we go. Not a nice long one there, but uh, but worth it uh, to hear Greg um, really talking about not only with Billy Sharp, they were looking at somebody who could be effective in the short amount of time they had, so they wanted somebody who would at least fit the style or be adaptive to the style that they could play very quickly. They wanted a locker room guy, and I want to tell you that one of the first things whenever I was talking about Billy Sharp with somebody they told me was we are happy with what he's going to bring on the field, we think, but we're going to be even happier with what he brings off the field as well. And Greg Vanny talked about mentoring day on mentoring Preston Judd, you know, uh, Michael Barrios in there as well. Billy Sharp is a proven goal scorer. He's done it at, at a bunch of different levels throughout uh, the English uh, soccer side of things. He's played a tremendous amount of games. He, everybody, Taught, raves about the personality that he is and if you listen to him and you will hear him in a second he's just he, he's excited to be in LA and in the galaxy are excited to have him we call this short term it's only for the end of the season and then there's an option basically for the next season so really it's like a year and a half contract Kevin I would not be surprised and and maybe this makes people upset but I don't think you should see it that way I would not be surprised to see Billy Sharp on this team next year as well just because of what they think he brings, both in leadership and everything else. Now, that could change in the offseason with maybe what he wants to do or with uh, a whole bunch of things. But they like him enough that they were willing to, one, let this be short term, but also have the option to pick him up for next year as well. Well, and that means he's auditioning. What he's going to do over the next two months, both as a mentor and on the field and showing up to training, being on time and yes, sir, no, sir, and all that kind of stuff. He's auditioning. If he wants to come back, he's going to have to show it over the next couple of months. Yeah, and and listen, I don't think that there's any reason um, that he couldn't show uh, what he can do. This is not a guy who's going to be scared of what they're trying of what he needs to do for the LA Galaxy. Do you know, you know what I mean? Like, this is not a guy who's going to be like, oh, uh, this 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 is too big for me. I don't understand. This moment is too big. This is, team is too big. This, that's that's not going to happen, right? And so. Because we know that that's not going to happen, because we know that the moment's not going to be big, too big for him. Excuse me, as we lost Kevin, and I'm sure he'll call back again. Um, because we know that he's not going to be uh, doing those things, right? Um, then it, it's a safe bet for him, right? And so this is easy. This is good 
I, you know, in a lot of ways, it's good scouting. Now, I also wonder, because whenever we had talked about this earlier, right, that um, that uh, I had said, you know, it was made pretty it was made pretty clear that that they wanted to have Dayon Jovalich, that they wanted Dayon Jovalich to sort of be that guy. Um, and wanted Dayon Jovalich to be be the striker. I also wonder if this changed, you know, at the end here. If there was an adjustment at the end that basically said, "Hey, listen, we love, uh, you know, we love Dayon Jovalich, but we might need a backup." And we had talked about this as we went back and forth about it. So good to see you're back. Nice, you have a nice trip. Yes, I am. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, Dayon's just not been been performing. Let's you know face it. He's he's not. You know, I, I don't know whether the the pressure of being a starter, which is what he's always asked to be is a little bit too much for him, whatever it is, if he's just not comfortable. Um, you know, maybe maybe Chicharito really played a much bigger role in Dan's development and his success than than we, uh, you know, uh, originally knew. Maybe the idea of chasing Chicharito and trying to be a starter was what really motivated him. And now that he sort of had the job, whatever it is, uh, I think Billy Sharp's going to – if Billy Sharp makes a difference, it'll be in, in Dan Jovalich's play, I think. Well, and I also think that he's going to bang in a couple goals here uh, towards the end too. He's a guy who just – who does that. Um, and however you however you look at that, that's that's what the LA Galaxy are need. It's, it's funny because um, – let me see if I can get to that one. Uh, he, I think uh, somebody asked him, is like, what, what did Greg Vanny want from you whenever he said – and and here's what, uh, what Billy Sharp had to say. Uh, yeah, he wants me to score some goals, um, which I'm hopefully going to do. Um, no, he's, be, he's been very good. Um, he's made me feel relaxed and very welcome. Uh, I'd say that there's, there's a lot of staff here. Um, anything you need, I can get. So, um, you know, I'm 37, so I have quite a few massages. Um, but no, um, I'm enjoying my time, and he's uh, given me the opportunity to play for this, you know, magnificent football club and uh sorry soccer club uh oh, it's called football yeah, football too. Clubs, yeah. <laughs> um like i say I, I jumped at the chance the opportunity was was brilliant and uh you know it's a, it's um something i've like i say i've always wanted to do so it's finally here and i'm looking forward to get going yeah you're there, there's Billy Sharp apparently in the middle of a disaster drill uh, with uh, sirens and everything else. Did, is it is it me or did the Galaxy literally put like the their press conference like right up against the road every single? It's it, yeah, you hear yeah cars backfiring and all kinds of stuff going on there. Yeah, no, and like, yeah, it's it's it is it is what it is. But you know that's that's Billy Sharp. That's the kind of, you already hear it in him. I, he wants me to score goals. I'm comfortable. I want to be here. Here, I, I want to get to the to the to the rest of uh, of Billy Sharp, and it's a little longer, but this is his like introduction to everybody. And listen to the man. L- Kevin, you and I have said it, and we said it whenever Steven Gerrard was here. We said it whenever like you know Robbie Keane was here. We said it whenever anybody's big, that like a lot of times these guys say the right things, right? <laughs> but there always seems to be, there seems to be a, a, a genuineness, right? A, how genuine are they whenever they do it? And for me, whenever I listen to Billy Sharp talk, He's genuine. There's nothing about this guy that is pumped up, pompous, fake, and none of that. Uh, he's just a guy here who's like, I wanted to come to MLS. I wanted to be here. I jumped at the chance. He'll tell you it happened in six days, Kevin. Six days, he got a text message from somebody he knows who knows somebody at the LA Galaxy. And they were sort of like, hey, the Galaxy are thinking about bringing you in. Would you be interested? And he was like, yes. And six days later, he was on a plane. That's that's what this is. And to me, that says that you have a guy who's motivated to go. And he said he had some other options in your in, in England, but he wanted this one. So here's uh, here's Billy Sharp uh, a little bit introducing himself. Delighted to be here. Um, can't wait to get going. Um, hopefully I'll be able to join up with the team soon and uh, 
get training with them because I'm excited to be here and uh, can't wait to get going. How did this come about? Um, I know you were out of contract? I was out of contract, yeah. Um, I got a, a text message of, of somebody I know who, who's knows somebody here and uh, I jumped at the chance and uh, was delighted to, to get chatting and it happened really quickly. Um, I think it was about six days from talking to actually flying out here, so um, it was a little bit jet lag to start with. Um, wasn't getting much sleep, but um, the sun's shining and I'm enjoying my time at the minute. Um, I'm uh, in a bit of a transition with my fitness, so I need to get up to speed pretty quickly, but uh, hopefully I can, uh, like I say, join up with the team soon. And um, They've welcomed me um, with open arms. They've been really kind to me since I've joined. Um, the coach and all the staff have uh, been very welcoming as well, so um, I'm happy to be here and uh, like I say, I'm excited to get going. What's the attraction of the Galaxy and of MLS? Um, I've had a chance to join the MLS about four or five years ago, um, but I'm a Sheffield boy um, and it was tough to leave Sheffield United. Um, but this summer, um, obviously I was out of contract, so um, I was no longer a Sheffield United player, so um, I had a few offers in England, I just, it's something I've always wanted to do and, um, you know, I know there's a lot of good players here, um, so to come and experience the MLS, um, it's not a holiday for me, it's, um, I want to carry on scoring goals. All right, it's not a holiday for me. I want to carry on scoring goals. There you go. You always have to counter the, you know, I'm not going to MLS for a holiday. Uh, you know, those are those are important ones, Kevin, the, the important ones. What? We don't know what number he is going to wear yet, do we? Mm, I may have saw it on the video. I think was he twenty-seven? Somebody in the you know in the, you, in the chat will know. Yoshida's going to be number four. Mm-hmm. And remember the last starting center back to wear number four, at least with distinction. Yeah, who was that? It would be Omar. Yeah, with distinction, yeah, I guess. I guess. All right. You, you, Omar Gonzalez wore it with distinction. He was a first defender to be a. Designated player, player. uh huh, yeah, but you know that th- in, that I genuinely dislike him. So that's that's yeah, the, I know, but he still he still won three MLS cups. He did, he did because AJ scored Del- a goal in the final because AJ De La Garza was next to him. I like to I like to <laughs> I like to forget the part where he scored a goal in the final. That's I, if you ask me, that did never happen in my head. He was also the reason that 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 game uh, went to extra time. Though, so he may have scored goals and finals and stuff, but he was also the guy who decided to switch off whenever he was tracking back and allow uh, Houston to score the uh, the game tire in the second half. I'm just I'm just saying, just saying. Some people are like MLS Cup MVP. I'm like, Mm-mm, not in my mind. Ain't happening, Captain. So uh, anyway, so I wonder I wonder who the person he knew that was here. I was just looking up. He and Jonathan Bond apparently never crossed paths, uh, at least at, at, in, on teams. Um, would that have been the person? Uh, no. Uh, somebody in the chat room says that they thought that Maya Yoshida and him may have played on the same team. Hmm. Mm. Let's look. Let's, let's look that let's, up. Let's look, it's yeah. also, you know, that uh, a lot of the um, at least recent. I, I don't know that. I think the guys are still there. A lot of the people they had on their uh, sports science team had come over from England as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, there's been some of that for sure. Um, I can't remember. I was trying to go find the video of, of him and, and what number he was wearing in the in the thing, but it's it's there. You can see what his number is. I just forget the, what it was. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see him sort of play and, and sort of see that play out. Um, 
when we look at the LA Galaxy, um, one is the rescheduled game, and I want to make sure that everybody knows, right? So they rescheduled this game. The game is now going to be played um, on Saturday, October 14th. That's during an international break, right? Just in case you want to know, I, I went and pulled up the international breaks. Uh, international break between September 4th and 12th, and an international break between uh, October 9th and 17th, Okay. So the 14th is, is dead right in the middle of the international break for that. <clears throat> yes. Well, that is just going to kill Inter Barcelona because, I mean, they're not the same team without Messi. We've seen that already. Absolutely. And, and, and by the way, they did play together for a short period of time, a couple of seasons in Southampton, mm-hmm. Yoshida and Billy Sharp. Okay. There you go. Somebody said Southampton, by the way, in the chat room as well. So, again, smart people and, and knowing all this. So maybe it was my issue. Maybe he was like, you know, if you guys need a striker, who you need is my my pal Billy. Um, so Sir William, by the way, is what his nickname is going to be whenever he starts scoring goals, Sir William. Um, so there's an international break on that. If you had tickets to this game, they will be honored on October 14th. Just again, letting you know, all the Siggy Schmidt uh, induction into the Ring of Honor will also take place during that game, October 14th. So they're gonna they they just moved that back. They're not gonna do it at the Chicago Fire game. Correct, and and I believe the reason is that uh, Kurt Schmidt is part of the Real Salt Lake organization. Yeah, Uh Yeah. so that's why they want him there. So that's why they're doing that. So every time Billy Sharp takes a shot, he's gonna be a sharpshooter. Correct. And if you don't think Larry has already made seven or eight different puns with uh, Billy Sharp, or, what he said, he said, so what you're trying to tell me is the galaxy are looking for a sharper image, right? I'm like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay, sounds good. Uh, LA Galaxy in Chicago coming up 730 p.m. on uh, on Saturday, Saturday night instead of Sunday. Uh, then the LA Galaxy away to San Jose. We sort of already talked about this, but and then LA Galaxy home to Houston, who's looked good. Uh, the LA Galaxy home to St. Louis, who is one of the top teams in the Western Conference. LAFC, one of the top teams in the Western Conference. Uh, LA Galaxy home to Minnesota, away to Houston, away uh, to Austin, uh, home to Portland. There you go. So there's the Portland match, right? And then the LA Galaxy away to Seattle, away to Minnesota, the makeup game, home to RSL, home to Dallas. The one thing that I will say is I do like the fact that the LA Galaxy now close out at home with two home games for whatever reason. Well, go back to September for a second. <clears throat> September is really interesting, too, mm-hmm. in that um, they, they're really only out of town for that Austin game. So like one, two, three, four, five Five of those six games, they're going to be sleeping in their own beds. That, I made that comment on Thursday. That is correct. The only game they're out is Austin. So that is an, that's a, and by the way, they're home to Minnesota on 9:20, away to Austin on 9:24. Six days later, they're playing home to, to Portland again. So rapid fire in September, just as bad as it's going to be, really to close things out. The standings change too, Kevin, and that's sort of one of those things that you you don't you don't always pay attention to whenever things get shifted around. But in the Western Conference now, the LA Galaxy at 22 points are now nine points out of the last playoff spot because the playoff spot that Minnesota holds right now with 31 points is the last spot, right? Everybody got to play this weekend except for the LA Galaxy. LAFC didn't play. Uh, you know, there was a bunch of teams that got rained out or pushed in this. And like I said, with the games played at 22, the LA Galaxy and Miami are the only two teams that have only played 22 games. Miami had to reschedule a game because they were playing in the League's Cup final against Nashville. Well, and, and, and look at that. I misspoke, by the way. The Galaxy are four points behind Portland, not two. But the Galaxy, to get in that playoff berth, it, it isn't just making up the nine points. It's actually need 10 to pass them because of goal differential, right? Yeah, um, that would be correct. Uh, they have to leapfrog four teams. So, for instance, uh, let's say they catch Portland and Kansas City, but then all of a sudden Minnesota takes off and Vancouver gets really hot. You know, that's not going to be enough to get them in. 
So they need to take care of their own business, and they need at least four teams uh, that are within striking distance. They need those four teams to, to sort of hit the skids. Kevin? So they, they need a lot of help. Kevin? It's just not – they can win that. They can get that 1.7 points per game, and it might not do them any good. Kevin, 36 yes. points are available right now. 36 points for the LA Galaxy. There is more than enough to change. Every, if they want to finish in the top six, they could probably do it with 36 points. They just win every single game. Guaranteed. We always talk about how do, what do the Galaxy need to do to get in the playoffs. I'll tell you right now, win every single game for the rest of the season and they'll make playoffs. No problem. Won't even be a sweat. Just win every game. It's not hard, right? It's just hard because of what MLS what? is and what the LA Galaxy are. But in terms of the actual figuring out what they need to do, win every game. Well, I mean, Miami found this formula, right? If they just go out and get Sign Cristiano Messi. Ronaldo and have him bring a couple of his friends, maybe Mbappe, a couple of his friends, you know, just come on over and get it done. It is an extremely uphill ride right now for the LA Galaxy. That game coming up on Saturday, by the way, Chicago Fire, LA Galaxy, Chicago Fire, 7.30 p.m., 7.39 p.m. is your kickoff time. Uh, MLS season pass on Apple TV. That one's behind the paywall, so get ready for that. By the way, I pulled up the weather for it already, just in case. Everybody, so Saturday is supposed to be 80 degrees. At night, it's supposed to be 67. Should be lovely, like 74, 75 during kickoff, right? Should be perfect. I don't see any chance of, humi- uh, of precipitation. The wind's going to blow 10 to 8 miles an hour like it always does in Carson. Again, I'm, I, I, think, I, think they're, I think they might actually play this game. So, Don't discount the possibility of a typhoon. Yeah. Hey, uh, at, at this point, I'm not discounting everything. Uh, I saw that Texas was making fun of our hurricanes, and now they have a tropical storm uh, headed in their direction now, too. And, so. and also, they had the temperatures over 100 degrees in Dallas. And by the way, you know, there's weird weather, right? We had the big fire in uh, Hawaii. We had, you know, all of Canada's on fire now. We had a lot of baseball rainouts is kind of how I follow this, the, the weather patterns on the East Coast is when there's a lot of games rained out or thunderstorms and stuff. We've had an exorbitant amount of rainouts on the East Coast this year. We had the situation here with a hurricane, first hurricane since 1939. I bring all that up because I know for a fact that FIFA is really worried about this World Cup when it comes here in 2026. What they don't want, I mean, imagine if they're going to play at SoFi Stadium, the World Cup final on Sunday when the women's world cup final w- was played I, and right. and i believe that actually the men's tournament will be in june and july but anyway just as an example i'm sure that uh, when they you know decided to play at sofi they thought well it's going to be great weather and when the chargers played there on sunday they thought we're going to have great weather they didn't think there was going to be a hurricane i say all that because the chance that fifa is going to put the world cup final in a dome stadium like arlington or mercedes benz stadium atlanta or even sofi really goes up because the last thing they want, I mean, a group stage game that has to be moved by the rain or delayed or whatever, um, pushback. Um, there is a certain formula that FIFA follows in, in those instances. That's all fine. But when you have the whole world tuning in for the World Cup final and all yeah. of a sudden it's, we're in a rain delay, folks. Get the tarp on the field. No, that's not going to work. Yeah, yeah. The thunder and lightning and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, you, you have to do it the, the way. No, I'm, I wouldn't imagine that they are. Um, by the way, uh, if you have any questions for us, now is the time because really there's not that much more to talk about uh, for the LA Galaxy and, and the news that they have there. Um, but if you have questions, we're, we're more than happy to take them. So hit up with that super chat and we'll, uh, we'll answer them the best I can. Got a uh, $10 super chat from Lasso's Optimism. Uh, they say, bum, the game was rained out, but probably for the best. Hope the Galaxy can at least make a season of it. This is coming from a 2017 season ticket holder. Uh, thanks to you guys for all you do. Thanks, Lasso. So Ted Lasso's optimism always tunes in. Always optimistic. Ted Lasso, like, see, where, where is it? Right there. Mm-hmm. Ted Lasso, see. 
you because because they got you all that nice stuff right that was was that part of your yeah. box that you got yeah because they're, <laughs> they're great that people, was in the right? box that was in the box they're, yeah they're so nice and they're wonderful people and you know maybe it took a little longer than you thought it was going to be but they got it too right it came by the way going back to that world cup thing what we're hearing right now and this has not been confirmed it's supposed to be announced next month in september it looks like uh sofi will be the site mm. of the u.s group play opener mm. and arlington stadium uh, Jerry Jones's place will be the site of the final. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise and, and, and me. Well, they they like they like Arlington because they can get a hundred thousand people in there. That Jerry Jones has said he will make whatever renovations are needed in a heartbeat. Uh, he really wants that World Cup final. The drawback for them is is FIFA is very big about presentation and the idea of having a international World Cup final and the dateline on the newspaper stories is Arlington, Texas, not even Dallas, right. Arlington. Right. Um, that actually is rubbing some people a few for the wrong way. So that's a strike against everything else. They like Arlington. They like Texas in the middle of the country. You could have a semifinal on the East Coast, semifinal on the West Coast. They meet in the middle. Everything's perfect. The thing they don't like about SoFi is the narrowness of the field. Right. It's going to take some adjustment. When they do that, and and then the capacity there is only about 70,000. I think it was might have been 74 for the Super Bowl. Right. They have to take out thousands of seats for the, the media tribune. Where the reporter, you know, the writers and the TV people said they don't sit in the press box. I think they're probably still going to use the media tribune, um, but they're going to have to move some seats to make the field wider, a lot of other things. So that's going to be a little bit different. Um, they, they may wind up using the press box to keep those people in the seats. Otherwise, the press boxes are empty or they could turn them into luxury suites, whatever. Right. Anyway, that, that's, that's what they're looking at now. They love to have the game in Los Angeles, Hollywood. That would be a great place for final, but the capacity is just not as big as Arlington and the field has some problems. All right. Aaron, by the way, has a good $5 super chat for us. Are you ready? Yes. Our all time three favorite galaxy players and three least favorite galaxy players. So your Ooh. favorite three, uh, go ahead for, we'll do favorites first. Okay. But how are we defining favorite? Let's, it's up let's to you. Some totally up to you. You get to decide. This is you. Okay. I, this is going to be a combination of players who I thought were good players. Mm-hmm but we're quality guys just to work with. There, the, there's the, not going to be any, 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 uh, any dicks on my top three, like guaranteed. Like if you, if you were like, I don't care how good you were, if you were mean and you weren't in a great guy, you're not going to be <laughs> in my top three, like that type of okay. thing. So go ahead. Uh, I'm going to say Landon Donovan, AJ De La Garza. Those are two pretty easy ones. Um, gosh, the third one, you know, there's a, a lot of guys I want to put on there because they were just like really good guys. Like Servando Carrasco was a great guy. Right. Uh, Alan Gordon was a good guy. So I, I'll go with Landon, AJ De La Garza, and then I guess I'm going to put David Beckham on there. Yeah, I would. I would put David is in my my one. Landon is one. Um, I loved Robbie Keane, so I would. I could put him there. Uh, I'm going to go with just a personal favorite, which of course is Todd Donovan, and everybody knows uh, my. Oh my yes, love for Todd. Yeah. yeah. I knew you. I knew you weren't. Yeah, I knew you were going to be like, oh, Todd. <laughs> I forgot about him. Todd definitely belongs in there. Yes. Okay. All time um, worst LA Galaxy players. Um, who was that guy they brought in in 2017? Remember the guy that came from Portland and kind of had the long rap sheet? Oh, um, uh, oh, oh, the guy who played for Philadelphia too. Um, mm, I keep wanting to say Jack McBean and his <laughs> not Jack McBean. No, uh, Jack, no. Jack McInerney. Yes. Yeah, right. he was not a good guy. I did um, not like him too much. Okay, so so one is Omar Gonzalez. I don't. I I'm you know, Omar. I never got along, so he he would be on not on my list. Um, <coughs> I will say, uh, oh, uh, the the goalkeeper. What's his name? Uh, the Italian goalkeeper. The, the, yeah, yeah. I knew you were going to say him. 
man, he used to yell at me. Cudicini. Cudicini. Carlo Cudicini. Yeah. Oh, man, he used to yell at everybody. He used to yell at the press. Hey, it's not my fault. I keep giving up goals and all this stuff. Is No, you guys don't know what you're talking. We were always like beneath him. So that's one. Uh, Cudicini. Um, yeah, please understand that I started covering the Galaxy. Just to, to give everybody a thing. <laughs> I started covering the Galaxy, you know, 15 years ago. So if it was before my time, you're not going to be on my list. Only because I didn't get the experience, you know, experiencing you. And, and we do tend to forget the bad guys. <laughs> we do because I don't, I don't pay any attention to the to to those guys. And by the way, do we want to do we? Yeah, go ahead. Do we want to put Gio and and Gerard on that list? Uh, Gerard was not a, a really nice guy to be around. He had a, an edge to him, and and and, but he was, and but had he, something he would come, he to would do with that shake team. Your hand. He would stop and shake everybody's hand beforehand. He would be like, "Oh, hey!" So he was Bradley Wright's, Wright Phillipsing everything a lot of the times. So he'd walk in, introduce himself, say hello to everybody in the room, almost every time. Uh, <coughs> Will Geo 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 was disappointing as a player, but also not as I mean, but still. <coughs> Contributed a lot. Yeah, but he didn't talk to us, remember? Remember, Gio would yeah. always find ways. So, Gio, I'm going to put Gio on my list. Those are my three. So, so that's... You know, I, there's some other guys that that, that probably de- de- deserve to be on the, the nice list, like Ashley Cole, I thought was a pretty Ashley good guy. Cole was Dave, Dave Romney. Dave Romney. Uh, Dar- uh, Daniel Steris. Uh, those guys were great. Uh, Nigel DeYoung was one of my favorite LA Galaxy players. Always, always. And Nigel DeYoung is one of my favorite people I've ever met in my entire life. Him and Ashley Cole. See, it's it's so much easier to talk about the guys that we like rather than the guys that we did. Emma Boateng. Yep. Rather than the guys that we didn't like. Um, you know, Zolatan is as as sort of phony as, as the act got to be. Was still a lot of you when you went out there. It was like, is a lot done talking today? No, oh, yeah, it was. I, I no, he, but he never said no, so he, that, he's definitely really not. Happened. Um, he, I would put him closer to guys I liked whenever I, whenever, because he was always nice to me, he was always nice to us, he was always entertaining, he was always fun to talk to, right? But I also yeah. know what he did under you know, underneath all of that as well. So, uh, Eric, by the way, gave us a ten dollar super chat, said, went to the first Galaxy game in '96, got an, got an old school jersey, right? An OG jersey, uh, favorite. Um, was Jorge Campos and Alan Gordon. Alan Gordon was great. Um, I don't. I never. I never Alan got to Gordon meet Jorge good. Campos. Um, but um, I've heard. I've heard fun, good things about it. So, I mean, it's so funny that <laughs> you can go through these guys and be like, like I put Todd Donovan in my all-time favorite because you're not going to meet a nicer person in your entire world. He still sees us to this day, Kevin. He'll come say hi. He'll stop and talk to us. He'll make sure he just won that that Open Cup game. And he stopped and talked to us for like five minutes in the hallway. And he's got a team waiting for him and like celebrations. And he smelled like champagne. Jaime, Jaime Bonato was a nice guy, too. Jaime was great. Great. Got some bad advice. Got some bad advice. So, um, yeah, he really did. Yeah. Landon Donovan is always great. Um, he's always nice. And and once you knew Landon, you know, I love Bruce Arena. I know that I, I don't know what's going on with him and that whole suspension. Um, Mike McGee went to the went on the boards on Twitter and basically was like, I don't know what Bruce did, but I, I have nothing but respect for that guy in terms of what he did. Mike and Mike McGee is another guy that belongs on the nice list. And I agree with Mike when you think back. So I I don't know. Did we talk about this? I know we talked about it a lot among the writers in, in New Zealand. What happened to Bruce? A lot of people knew Bruce like Stephen Goff of the Washington post knows Bruce quite well from the DC United days. Um, Bruce is very old school. Bruce will make an off color joke and think that it's funny because Bruce is 73 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not necessarily funny. But, you know, Robbie Rogers made his debut or, or became the first player to play in a major men's team sport in the U.S., first gay player, because of Bruce. 
you know, Bruce invited Robbie out to play, made the McGee trade to get uh, Robbie a spot mm-hmm. on the roster, signed him, put him out there. And Bruce and Bruce wound up winning an award from a gay rights organization because of what he did for Robbie Rogers. Um, I, I don't think uh, Bruce's there's no there's no question Bruce's heart is in the right place and his mind's in the right place. His mouth may have been in the wrong place. And, um, you know, you it it's a different environment now. And I think probably what happened is Bruce said it in an open setting where 99% of the people in the room rolled their eyes and said, that's Bruce. And one person took exception to it. Yeah. I don't know what he said. And that's sort of the whole problem is I I can't uh, listen. I'm not going to sit here and defend him whenever I don't know what he said, Kevin, but my interactions with him were always, uh, professional in a, in a soccer way, uh, never unprofessional. Right. Uh, Bruce and, and we, I've told the story many times. I mean, Bruce enjoyed a glass of red wine on occasion. And if you caught him whenever he was, you know, out, uh, out having a good time and, and amongst his people, um, you know, he was, he, he, he would tell all sorts of stories. So you would, you would get to hear that. Uh, that's famously where he would say, uh, whenever I came up to Bruce and talked to him and he said, and I said, Oh, he was just on the podcast. If everybody remembers this story, I'm sure. But this was at MLS cup. I think 2014, uh, there was a writer's or, or a reporter's function 2014. And we went at, to a, at a bar in Manhattan, at beach. a bar in Manhattan beach. And they had free drinks for everybody. And we were out there and I was there with a whole bunch of reporters and we were down there and Bruce had just been on the podcast like a week before. And that was the first time we ever had Bruce and his dog barked through the whole thing. It was a little bit of a nightmare, but also like perfect Bruce, right? <clears throat> the whole deal. And so Bruce, um, so I'm like, I'm going to, I was with a whole bunch of writers and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to go over and talk to Bruce and tell him the whole thing. Well, Bruce had been there for a little while. So he was probably like, you know, two glasses of red wine into it. And I go, Hey Bruce, it's Josh Gessman, corner of the galaxy. You were just on the podcast. Hey, I just, I wanted to say thank you so much. Really appreciate it. I've been covering Bruce for a while at this point. So he knows me, right? But he was, I, I don't know if he ever connected with, you know, the podcast and everything else and the whole deal. And so I'm like, hey, this is going to be cool because he's going to be like, oh, Josh, you know, it's my pleasure, the whole deal. And so we go through the whole thing. He's listening to me go on and on and about the whole thing. And I say, well, Bruce, thanks. I really appreciate it. He goes, John Guzman, it's a pr- it's a pleasure, right? <laughs> and so my, that's my name is John Guzman. Um, well, you know, Bruce lived within walking distance of that bar. And it's still to this day, I do not know whether he knew there was an MLS function that night or whether he had just walked over. <laughs> Because when we get, I was one of the first guys there and I walked in and Bruce is sitting at the bar and I'm like, really? Yeah. Because those are things players and coaches avoid like the plague. And no, I'm wondering if Bruce was there for Bruce, it. Yeah. Bruce was not like that, you know? So, um, uh, a, a lot of times, one of the things that's funny about reporters is a lot of times we'll say, come on, you guys be honest with us. You know, when we ask you a question, give an honest answer. And then when they, when people say something, then it's like, oh my God, you shouldn't have said that. And we attack them for saying that. So it's like, be open, be honest, give us a good quote. And then when they give us a good quote, we attack them for it. And, and, and again, we don't know what happened in this case, but I do know that I've talked to Bruce a number of times and he'll tell me something and I'll say, wow, that's that's really interesting, Bruce. Is it okay if I use that? And he'll say, no, you can't use that. <laughs> you can't get me fired. You can't say that in the paper. No, no, no. Bruce was always, uh, always interesting. Always, always a, a good guy. But like I said, I don't know what he said. If he, if he comes out and he said something horrible, I'm certainly not going to sit here and defend the guy. Right. It's one of those. It's like, no, I'm sorry, but uh, it wouldn't be surprised if it was, you know, a cultural change issue, that type of thing um, that Bruce got himself caught up. And I, I, I honestly, for the sake of of my remembrance of Bruce and everything that he's done. I hope that it finds out that the investigation finds it, find it wasn't true. It wasn't a big deal. And then everything goes back to normal. So that way we can all, I can keep him up on that, uh, that pedestal. I'd hate to knock him down for something stupid. Um, even well, if and, it was and, off, and remember, off the cuff. MLS is the one that suspended him, which, which, you know, the MLS, 
you know, again, we don't know what he said. It, it, you know, it probably the right decision. It's probably a safe decision, but his owner, Robert Kraft had a guy on his football team who shot somebody to death Yeah, and uh, they tried to keep him on the team. So um, the standards, I guess, between the football team and the, and the football team are a little bit different. Yeah, it always is. All right. LA galaxy, anything else you guys last chance for, uh, for questions in there, LA galaxy taking on Chicago fire coming up. On Saturday, again, 7.30 p.m. is your TV start time. 7.39 is your kickoff time. LA Galaxy are probably going to actually play this game, so you might want to actually show up to it as well. Saturday night, weather still looks good. Everything looks good. We'll have a game on Thursday. Excuse me. Uh, a game on Thursday. Uh, and and get or, or excuse me, a podcast on Thursday. Get you ready for the game. That's no no games on Thursday. No, I'm not. I'm not going to play. I don't I don't have the legs. for. By it. the way, that, that last question was a really good question. It was. It was. Thank you, uh, Aaron. We appreciate that. All right. Uh, all right, Kevin. Uh, are we good? We're, we're, we're all done, right? Yeah, uh, we had nothing when we started. That's, so That's usually the case with us. All right, if you're looking for Mr. Kevin Baxter on Twitter, it's at KBaxter11. Head on over to LATimes.com where you can find all of his wonderful writing. So again, at KBaxter11 on Twitter and LATimes.com is where you can find him. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, at Galaxy Podcast, and of course, Threads at Galaxy Podcast as well, and Corner of the Galaxy for all of our wonderful shows and all that fun stuff is right there. All right. That does it. We're out for a Monday. We'll be back on Thursday. Don't know who my co-host will be, but we'll be getting you ready for an actual game as the LA Galaxy get ready to take on Chicago Fire for the start of their last 12 games of the 2023 season. All right. Uh, for Mr. Kevin, the Panda Baxter, I'm Josh Patrick Esman. You've been listening. You've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Take it away, Mr. Michael Araujo. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.